Hey, it's Matt Bovee from It's Always Game Day in Buffalo. This NFL offseason, we can fit 25 hours in a day, and that's because of podcasts that make you more productive. When you're folding laundry, paying bills, making omelets, or any other tasks that you've got to get done, listen while you work. Do your chores and be entertained all at the same time. It's all about the bills, the news, insight, analysis, and of course, some jokes too, on demand, so it fits into your busy schedule. Follow the It's Always Game Day in Buffalo podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. Sal Capaccio, Matt Bovey, and Jenna Cottrell joining us from 13 Wham in Rochester. Jenna, you get the same things we do. Why are you guys always talking about Stefan Diggs? Why does the media have to hammer it? Well, guess what? We're going to talk about Stefan Diggs since we have you for a minute. Um, Just how did everything sit with you? What went down? And do you think there's any concern going forward for Bills fans with Stefan Diggs and the entire situation? Um, I think the way everything went down in the moment – it was, it was bizarre. Like it was very weird. And, you know, hearing that he had been at the facility earlier and then the way McDermott handled things was just very odd. But you know, the, when we talked to Josh Allen and Von Miller and the players after the, like, look, it's, it's early. We're it's June. It's June. This will get resolved. We don't have a game tomorrow. And I heard that, but it's, it's two sides of the coin where I'm like, it is June. There is time for this to be resolved, all this stuff. But my thought is the lingering, issue and will that continue to rear its ugly head down the line and I think that's a question we don't know the answer to now I I think I'm sure Stefan Diggs had some very valid points when you look at the way the offense played in the second half of last season there were a lot there was a lot to be left desired um but I'm I'm curious when we move forward what it will be like what that relationship will be like between Diggs and Allen will there be an emphasis of you know, getting him the ball more. I mean, look, he's wide receiver one. That's obviously something that's high on the list of priorities anyways. My fear is that when things don't go awry, will this happen again? But we don't know. I think it opened up the, in the words of Sean McDermott, a spot for some honest conversations. Mm-hmm. And I think that's important for any organization. And I, I worry that it could hang over this season, but I think we'll know you know, how things go when we get there type of thing. I don't know, Matt. I don't know how you feel about it, but I have siblings. We fight all the time. And then sometimes you have a fight where you're like, it lingers a little bit. You're like, are we good? You say we're good, but are we good? Yeah, but those fights don't linger from January until June or whatever it was for the Bills with Stefan. I I think it's overblown. I think it's a talking point because there's nothing else going on right now on the NFL calendar. You don't worry down the line if if Diggs isn't getting targets or if the offense isn't working or things like that. You don't worry about it becoming a bigger issue. Yeah, I think it might, but I don't. I don't know. I don't know if you can, I guess, be worried about something that may or may not happen, right? Like, it's well, like- I think it, could, it could derail a, another championship caliber season if it does, Matt. That's why it's got to be thought about, right? 
Yeah, but there's like a million things that could derail another championship caliber season. Yeah, but you know injuries and things like that. This is something that kind of is surprising considering we haven't really seen that this under a Sean McDermott-led team. Mm -hmm. I I don't know. I think it's like it's relevant. Like it's definitely something I don't like when people say this is only a story because the media is making it a story. Like I think that's ridiculous. Like clearly it is something that is relevant. And it was the biggest story during that last week, the first week of mandatory minicamp, especially when he didn't show up. That really surprised me. We said on the podcast, we thought he would be there for day one of mandatory minicamp. Mm -hmm. And then when he was not, that really threw me off. And then all of the backtracking from McDermott, I feel like the whole thing could have been handled differently and could have been handled better. But him coming the second day of mandatory minicamp, to me, kind of was like, okay, like, I think it's going to be good until it's not. But at the same time, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't know if I'm more concerned that this is going to become a problem because of what happened the last few weeks. I don't know if that's how I would put it. I just feel like it's it's there in the back of my mind. I don't think it's it's not at the front of my mind, but there's, there is that right. fear. And I feel like for a lot of Bills fans, that might live in the back of their mind of like, all right, if things are kind of starting to not go as well, will this present itself once again? So the scenario is like, let's say they're, they're three and one, they lose a game, they go three and two. I don't even know the schedule to say like who that would be against offhand. But my point is all of a sudden they're three and two, he gets three targets for 60 yards. And is he going to be like, Hey, or 40 yards, he gonna be like, Hey, what's going on? Like, aren't we all going to be thinking, what is he thinking? Because part of this is Jenna. Let's go back to the fact that we have no stinking clue what he's upset about because he hasn't yeah. talked to us. Right. How important is that to hear from Stefan Diggs as early as possible at camp? I think a thousand percent. We've heard from Sean. We've heard from Josh. We've heard from Von Miller. We've heard from all these guys. Like I do want to hear from Steph. Yeah. Cause I think there is probably some very valid points to what he's frustrated with. Maybe it wasn't handled in the way that I would handle it, but at the same point, I think that it's worth hearing what is going on from his point of view. That's why I, I am curious when he will talk uh, at the end of last season. I feel like, we really didn't get the chance or the opportunity to talk with him much in terms of the media. Uh, and I feel like, like we've talked about, this has been building for quite some time. I feel like it's in a better spot now. I don't expect this when Diggs does talk to blow everything back and, you know, have to start over and the bills kind of have to mend that relationship once again. But I would love to hear what he has to say because he is a leader on that team. And well, he has an opinion that a lot of people in that locker room really pay attention to. Yeah, but if he talks, do we actually think he says anything? I feel like Diggs is very candid. I feel like Diggs can be very candid. I oh, think I he'll dodge. I think he'll dodge this particular issue as general as possible. But I agree, Jenna. He's generally very candid. Like he's yeah. a really yeah. good interview and thoughtful. But Matt, I don't think he's gonna give. I agree. I don't think he's gonna give much on this. But we got to hear from you. Still, we still have to though. Yeah, I, I think it's it's just wrong for him to. Here, here's the way I look at it. Stefan Diggs can be in control of ending this thing. Yeah, he can do that. Jenna, we just talked about how are we going to be thinking during week three, four, five? He's not getting targets. They lose a game. What's he thinking? He can put all that to rest once he talks to us. Yeah. He should have already talked and it would have put it to rest for a lot of this period in between mini camp and training. Yep. That's right. If he would have, if he would have talked right after Josh and been like, listen, guys, we had conversations that were sometimes difficult to have. We're on the same page now. We're just trying to win a Super Bowl. Sometimes roads get bumpy. And you know what? We're going to be better because of this. Like he could have literally said that like 20 second thing that I just said. And probably these conversations, they still happen, but they are much more like few and far between. You should that be is why I have the fear though of this coming back 
-hmm. because it's taken so long to be resolved. It's still, I mean, we're, we're, it's, it's about to be July and we're still talking about this because we have not heard from Diggs and I don't know how in depth he will go. I agree. I think he'll probably do company line, you know, all those things, which I totally understand. But until we hear from him and, and he has the, he can be candid. I, I feel like that to me is, it's still going to be talked about because I think it needs to be. But I think, and I, I want, this is my last point that I want to make on okay. this. What if That's he's such a right? bad statement? Uh, well, I'm leaning, I'm leaning into, I'm leaning it. I'm wearing my new balances right now. Um, what if he's right? Like, I don't think that's something that we've talked about. I don't think that's something, not oh. necessarily like us collectively, but I think a lot of people have been like, why is Diggs throwing a fit? Why is he not showing up? Like, what if his points are valid? And I think they very well might be. And then when we talk about like, well, could this blow up again down the road? Well, if his points are right, then they better be addressed and they better get better or else they've got a lot more problems that they've got to figure out. And that's kind of like the approach that I have of like, if this is really, if this is a performance thing and being like, why the hell in the biggest games am I not getting targeted and our team's just able to take me out of the picture? Like that is a very valid point of concern. The Bills are the best offense they can be when Stefan Diggs is getting nine catches for 115 yards and a touchdown. They just are. And if that's what this is about, then I'm glad he's making a stink because I think they'll be better because of it. Yeah, no, I completely agree. I just think sometimes the way it's handled and the way it played out so publicly is the reason for concern. I think he absolutely has. You look at the Bills offense from last season. There are very valid concerns about all that. The worry is that it becomes and spills over into the public sphere. And then it's like, then at that point, it can be a distraction. It can be something that weighs on this team. It can have a mental approach and effect on this group moving forward. If he speaks and tells us exactly what's on his mind, which or what's been bothering, which I doubt he will. And collectively people are like, oh my God, he's so right. It becomes less a Stefan Diggs thing than it becomes a Bills thing. It becomes a Sean McDermott thing. It becomes a Josh Allen thing. And that's kind of what last, you know, two weeks ago became, right? From Tuesday to Wednesday, it was shifted from this is all about Stefan Diggs to it's all about Sean McDermott. And I always thought that was weird because I'm like, we still don't know what Diggs is mad about. And yet everyone's making this a Sean McDermott story and how he handled it. And I don't think that was really where it should have gone, but where it went because of how it was handled. But it's a it's a it's a great discussion. We'll find out in less than a month, hopefully when they return to the field at St. John Fisher University, close to where you are, 13 Wham in Rochester. How cool is it, Jetta, to have the Bills back at St. John Fisher University for you guys? I love it. I love the access that fans have, you know, getting to be in Rochester. There's so many Bills fans here and just getting to see the community celebrate the team being in our area, getting a look for younger fans as well to have the opportunity to be that close. It's just a win-win. I know it's a far trip for you guys. I know you have to live in the I dorm. Don't mind at all. I, I mean, I like but, dorming it and hanging out with you guys. <laughs> I give you credit though. I don't know how I'd feel about sleeping in a dorm, um, but I think it's a really cool opportunity. And I love that the team's coming back. Being, and I know it means a whole hell of a lot to Rochester too. Sal, do you remember last year going to Walmart because we didn't bring yes. sheets for our mats? And oh, wait, the wait, wait, dorm? wait, you didn't bring sheets, pal. Oh, was it just me? No, it was, it was me and Perino. You and Perino. I, it was I brought me and sheets. Yeah. I, mean, like, I got I got the fridge. I got the coffee maker. I ain't forgetting sheets. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, I didn't bring – I normally – Jenna, you ever need one. coffee in the morning? I got you covered. Just let me know. Good to know, I, honestly. I normally just bring, like, two blankets, and I put one of them down as, like, the sheet, and then I put the other one down as just, like – I'm only there for five, six days. Why am I Ooh, buying okay. sheets? 
But then last year I was like, wow, I, I really need to change this up. So the one day we went to dinner and then we went to Walmart and yes. bought sheets. And yeah, that. that was that made the, the nights a little bit more comfortable. But I think like it's weird because this will be the first training camp as a dad. So mm-hmm. I don't think I'll be there as much. But at the same time, it might be nice to not hear a screaming baby in the middle of the night. So I guess I'll like there's some some bright spots here as the veteran uh, more of I know you guys have been part of many training camps, but I've just learned over the years as we've had to go out to Rochester and stay there. Uh, Jenna, yes, I, I it used to be the TV, but now everything's streamed. So I don't bring a TV anymore. Um, you could just put that right on your computer. But yeah, coffee maker mini fridge and i take the two single beds and i push them together to make one big bed there's a little crack in the middle of course yeah. but it's so much easier just to sprawl out at night and be able to you know yeah. sleep that way so you know you can you just make it pat. i like it no it's um, nice for me because during the season we drive like an hour 20, yeah you do which is fine i don't mind i dan fates and myself will drive down there we'll listen to a podcast we'll chat we'll figure out our plan for the day there you go. but yeah having the seven minute drive is I got a couple of questions for you before you head on out, Jen, uh, Jenna, and uh, we appreciate you joining us. Jenna Cottrell here. Cottrell. See, Cott- I was, this is my question. Yeah. Obviously you have the same last name as a former Bills, a uh, very well-known coach. Yeah. Ed Cottrell. It's spelled the same, but pronounced different. And I know, I think you've met him, right? You've talked to him about this. I met him on a podcast actually. So I haven't oh. met him in person, but we've met yeah. over a podcast. Yeah. It's so funny because I guess there's a lot of Cottrells or Cottrells in the area of Western New York. Like my parents are from Massachusetts and I don't, I'm not from Western New York. So uh, like I'm not related to any of them, but it is interesting because it's not really a common last name and everyone pronounces my last name wrong, which is totally fair. And it does not bother me at all. So don't worry about it. Yeah. I, um, I don't think there's, I'm thinking of, there's no Bovees like in the, in the sports sphere in Buffalo that you'd have to meet or anything. Right, Matt? I don't think so. Um, there is a guy, so my dad's Jim Bove, and there's another Jim Bove, I guess, in West Seneca. And for a little while, I think they got each other's mail. So they didn't know oh, each other. They didn't okay. know each other. Like, they're not related, and they didn't know each other. So somehow they connected and, like, would have to trade mail with each other. So that Jim Bove was getting our mail and other Jim Bove. Yeah, no, no other Bovees that I can think of. Like, but it's a super rare name. So usually, like, when yeah. somebody says it, I'm almost immediately related to that person. I oh. might not know. I might not know exactly how, but if somebody's like, Oh, are you related to this person in East Aurora? Like I might not know who it is, but chances are I'm related to him. Jenna behind you pick one or two things to tell us about. Oh, okay. Um, wow. Uh, I have a lot to choose from, honestly. By the way, if you're listening to this, this does not do it justice. Jenna is um, obviously on video on the stream. She's got some um, items and some pictures, and now she's showing one. Go ahead. I was going to say, this is a picture of my grandparents. Love it. On their wedding day, before their wedding ceremony. Um, My grandpa's 98. I'm actually going to visit him this upcoming week. My grandmother passed away in the fall, but they were married for 65-plus years. That's amazing. And, like, just – the sweetest, my grandma, very sassy. I love her. She stood up for herself. She raised four kids. She was just the matriarch of our family. And then my grandfather actually sends notes to us every, he'll send a letter and on a typewriter every week and cut out the comet, comet, comics section for each of his 
12 wow. grandkids and sends it out. And he has like all these retro stamps that he sends on it. I wish I had one behind me or something. I don't, but like just the best. Um, so there's that. They're just, they're just great people. And then um, I'm trying to think there's, there's a lot here. Yeah. You know what? I have one of these and I have it on as well, but yes. it's something that, so Buffalo plus is our YouTube channel. Sal, I know you're on YouTube as well. Great um, chance to promote it by the way, if you want, go ahead. Oh, so we have um Buffalo plus, which is just our YouTube channel. Um, but it's Mike Catalana um, and myself and Dan Fates. Yeah, Bove has a hat as well. Um, we're always talking bills there. It's just a really good time. It's really fun, pretty laid back and casual. Um, but it's something that uh, I had always wanted to do a YouTube channel, and I was just too scared to do it. And um, Mike and Dan bought into my weird idea, and it's now been about almost three years that we've been doing it, and it's just really fun. And honestly, I'm really – I'm, I'm really excited to see where it goes, but I'm also really proud of myself because I never thought that this idea would kind of turn into what it has become. So I just, yeah, it awesome. means a lot to me. It's good for you. I'm glad. I'm glad we. Had, I'm glad that you were able to share those things. Yeah, thank us. you. My my it's nine year old has a YouTube channel too. By the way, it's because he's a Josh Allen fan. It's Allen underscore Prods with a Z. Prod. <laughs> Alan Prods, like productions, maybe. I don't oh, know. Oh, oh. Alan underscore Prods with nice. a Z seventeen, and yeah, I, I, you know, he's he's the same way. It's like he wants a YouTube channel. I think that's the thing, right? When I was growing up, there's no YouTube channel. I'm older now, but now it's like I gotta do this thing because it's part of my job. <laughs> I don't mind, but it wasn't like a career goal when I was younger because I didn't have any of that. I hear you. I I loved YouTube because you know I work at Channel Thirteen in Rochester. It's the ABC affiliate, and similar yeah. to Beauvais, who works at the ABC affiliate in Buffalo, like. TV is great. It's really fun, but it's very, you know, you have two minutes here, which is a lot. You have three minutes here. You have 30 seconds here. And I always felt like for Bills fans, like we learn so much at practice. We have so much to talk about. Like I, I wanted a platform where we could talk more and have more in-depth conversations about the Bills. And so it worked out well starting the YouTube channel. But I'm also on YouTube all the time. I love watching cooking videos and just things like that, like dumb sports videos. Um, so I just, I was already on there. So I was like, might as well just start. I have a solution for you, by the way, for, for what you did, the problem you just said, what Go into radio, I got to talk for three hours a day, four hours a day sometimes. <laughs> See, But I myself. like it because it can be as long or as short as I want to talk. That's right. Like that's no, the that's thing. Exactly sometimes, right. sometimes I'm like, I don't like two minutes is too short, but doing three hours of radio, I don't know how you do it. I don't like, I, I can't talk that much. I really can't personally. Yeah, you can. I mean, yeah, I you would, might not. I would, yeah. I would because you have to, but I don't know. I will yeah. tell you this, Matt, Matt I'm going to say this to, to you, both you guys. I know Jenna's here. I'm not doing this just to make Jenna feel good or because she's here. I've said this to her and it's true. Jenna's been a guest of mine on my radio show a few times. She's great as a guest. She's a yeah. great guest. I think you could easily do radio, Jenna, if you wanted to. I think you'd be very good in this medium. Thank you. Honestly, I like the dress code a lot better. <laughs> I love it. I'm love more it. of a hat and t-shirt kind of gal anyways. Sometimes for TV, it's like, all right, we're putting on a dress. It's just heels. It's just a lot. But yes, I, I appreciate that. She's a better talker than that other guy she works with, Mike Cantalana. He's just oh, he he doesn't he doesn't talk that guy. It's like trying He's to get so quiet. Try, you can't try it. trying to get anything out of him is impossible. Oh my gosh. When we drive up to Buffalo or drive over to Buffalo, it's like I said, an hour twenty. I will ask about six questions on that drive, and Mike will talk the entire way. So doesn't what do you think? Me. 
How do you feel? Like just these questions, yeah. like what he expects for the day. And he is, he's off and running. He's full pontification mode all the time. That's why we uh, love him. All right. <laughs> and, um, and all right. So last question, this is for both of you. Um, the NHL draft was on Wednesday night. I'm watching it. And yeah. now look, I am, I just turned 50. All right. I'm youthful. Got my son. We, we hang out all the time. Like I try not to be my age, act my age. I say that because I think 50 sounds old. You're both a lot younger than me. However, some of these kids drafted look like they could be your kids. Yeah. I mean, when you watch it, aren't you thinking that like, oh my God, how old am I? Yeah. Well, I'm just like, wow, it's crazy how fast things kind of turn. Cause when I first started covering the bills, I was about as old as some of these kids. And then it's like, whoa. Yeah. Some of them I saw, like, I mean, some of the bills players that'll have in on tryouts, like they'll have braces yeah. and stuff. And I'm like, oh my gosh. Like, Do you know what, <laughs> you know what year Zach Benson was born? I don't, he's, 18. I think I do. Is it 2005? 2005. Wow. Think That's about wild. that. Like that to me is banana. I remember 2005. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, like I remember actually 2005, 2006 was like the best year of Buffalo sports in a lot. Well, at least for the Sabres in like a long, long time. So I vividly remember 2000. You talk about YouTube. The 2005-2006 Buffalo Sabres has probably been searched on my YouTube more than literally anything else. And that dude was born as they were losing in the playoffs. Oh, my gosh. It's cr- it is sucks. weird. It is I had crazy. been married for two years when he was born. In 2005? Wow. Yeah. Got two, married in 03. Two- just celebrated our 20th anniversary. Okay, Congratulations. In 2005, I was in seventh grade. Let's say my, my brother and sister were about to graduate high school. Yeah. Wow. It's so yeah. Wonderful. So, so we got old. Yeah. Anyway, I don't know. Didn't want to. No, it is. Funny. And I'm uh, making everybody feel bad or anything. I just thought it was incredible watching it and going, Oh my God, these guys. And then I'm, I'm sitting here on this podcast and we did with two, two uh, younger people in this medium, still having a good time, but I'm thinking, geez, you know, you watch these guys up there, they go on the stage, these kids, they're just so young and they're about to start these NHL careers. And, it's kind of wild just to, to think about that. And it is cool, by the way. One of the reasons I watch, and I'm sure you guys are the same way in some in some realm, but you know, Matt, you're a, a new parent. And I know Jenna, you don't have any kids, but you know, when you see the parents in the crowd crying after they their oh. kids get drafted, that was yeah. amazing to me. So watching some of that. I'm a softy, so yeah. <laughs> I'm I'm genuinely concerned for when I do have children because I feel like I'll just be weeping at everything. <laughs> like yeah. all the all the cute stuff. I mean, I can't even imagine seeing if you're a parent seeing your kids succeed in a way that it means so much to them and to have the, I mean, being a professional athlete, I, right. It's just amazing. Well, Honestly, last, any parent being proud of their kid makes me want to cry. <laughs> last two weeks, um, Max did Dawson Knox's camp out at Nazareth college where yeah. you are out there in Rochester. And then Jim Kelly's camp last week here in Buffalo. And cool. it's just amazing watching, you know, all the kids do all that kind of stuff. You're just so proud and, you know, watching them throw the ball and learn how to play quarterback a little bit. And, you know, Jim's out there and all, all the, uh, all the coaches. So that's very cool. Have you guys real quick, I will make this the last one. We'll end on this. (laughs) Any camps that you guys went to when you were younger, like that stood out to you like sports camps. I went to a soccer camp at St. Lawrence university and I was convinced that I was going to be Abby Wambach. Like I was like, it's it. I'm tall. She's tall. Like, deal no but i always loved i i didn't go to like sleepaway camp like 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 i know some people go for the whole summer stuff like that it was like a two-week camp but 
it was just really fun. I just, I always, again, I never knew I would do this job. I just always yeah. loved sports. I just, the camaraderie, what it means, just, I don't know. I just, I, I love it. So that was always, soccer camp was always really fun. For me, it was my, one of my like favorite jobs I've ever had. I was a camp counselor for oh a small, gosh, for, a, for a small town in uh, Niagara County called the town of nice. Cambria. And that was the best. <laughs> I was, I was the best camp counselor, like me and my, <laughs> me and my other buddy, Mike Hardy. So we grew up together and this camp ranged from like kids, like five years old to kids, 14 years old. So we always got just like the four, the 13 and 14 year old guys who were like middle school kids. Kids, and we had just graduated high school and we just treated them like they were our friends. We just like, you know, made sure we didn't use like bad language and stuff, but we would like play dodgeball against them and like try and hit them in the face. And we would like try and beat them. And so it was so much fun. And they loved hanging out with us because they were like, oh my God, these guys are like so cool. We weren't, we were just like closest to them in age. And that was, that was the best summer job because it was right when school ended. And then it went through the summer and there were two field trips every week. There was one field trip to Fort Niagara every single week to do a swim day. And then there was another field trip to like some random part of Western New York. Actually, we once went to the Strong Museum in Rochester and a kid and a kid went to get an ice cream cone as the bus was leaving. And we didn't realize that he was not on the bus (laughs) (laughs) until we were like 30 minutes down the 90. So he was with his grandma. So like it was okay. We had a turn and I was not in charge. So like this doesn't fall on me. But But yeah, we realized in like Batavia that the kid wasn't on the bus and we had to turn around and go get him. So then I had to call into my shift at the gap at the outlet mall and tell him I was tell him I was going to be late because we forgot a kid. <laughs> well, you just gave me an idea for the next podcast, Matt. It is going to be best and worst summer jobs that we've had uh, throughout our life. We'll do that. But in the meantime, Jenna, I told you like 40 minutes. We've been here for 56 minutes. I'm sorry. It's okay. Sorry it's fine. So I'm off today. It doesn't matter. Well, well, well you, you you weren't off today. You did a great job here on this podcast with us. We Thank appreciate you. it. One more time. Tell everybody where they can find you and all your work. Uh, yeah. If you if you're in Rochester, it's Channel 13, uh, 13 We Have ABC. And then if you're a Bills fan, just check out Buffalo Plus on YouTube. And you can also find me on Twitter at Jenna Cottrell. C O T T R E L L is my handle. We want to thank Lucas Buckley. Always doing a great job. Yes, thank you to Lucas. This uh, video and audio podcast at Cell Sports on YouTube, Odyssey po- uh, Odyssey app, WGR five fifty, and of course iTunes and Spotify. Matt, of course just really thinking about your dad, man. We really want him to, yeah. you know, be better. And I'm um, sounds like that's happening. So we're, th- we're going to be thinking about you and your family. Thank you. I appreciate it. And uh, we'll bring a Bluetooth speaker to the hospital and he can throw on the latest episode of it's always game day in Buffalo and hear about how his son forgot a kid in Rochester. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks everybody. <laughs>